What's up? How's it going? What is up, everybody? Welcome to the So I Was Thinking podcast. Yeah. I'm Felipe. This is Rowan Keeley. We are so glad you're joining us today. Rowan, we are in a different location. Yeah. How did we get here? Uh, Chris lost his house at Bingo last week. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> We thought he was the champion, but it turns out. You got to go out on top. And he (laughs) thought he was invincible. (laughs) (laughs) He bet the recording studio and his grandma got it all back. So, Man, Batrice at the nursing home really kicked (laughs) his butt. (laughs) Batrice or Beatrice? (laughs) Batrice. That's her street name. (laughs) (laughs) That's her bingo name. Uh, Uh, But, yeah, where are we today, Felipe? Hey, today... We have a brand new sponsor. We are so excited. We just want to take a quick second. Shout out Cool Beans Coffee Shop on the east side of Madison. Um, It is one of the best coffee shops in Madison. Cool. Clearly. Vibes. Uh, It's all vibes. It's all vibes. Great coffee. And they serve lunch. Shout out vibes. Shout out lunch. They serve really good lunch, really good coffee, and they have some of the best coffee staff in town. So if you're ever looking for a place to, you know, study if you're ever looking for a place to just chill, yeah, by the fi- they have a fireplace right here. You can't see it. It's off camera. My Thanks. good friend Jen, who works here, is sitting by it, getting nice and toasty uh, with a with a show while we record. Thank you, Jen. You're the best. Maybe she'll make an appearance later, <laughs> and she probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> Not unless she wants to. I don't know. You date? You, okay, she's good. She <laughs> said she's good. Uh, but yeah, thank you, Cool Beans. We are so excited. You get you get some Cool Beans. Uh, is this a thermos? This is a thermos. You get a Cool Beans <laughs> thermos to fill it with Cool Beans coffee and lattes, and you get a quiche on the side, which is like a an omelet. It's an omelet, omelet pie. Omelet pie. And go. as always, this episode is brought to you by Rabbit Hole Records. If you want to record an album, Chris is your man. If you want to record a podcast. I guess you can borrow him. We'll charge a rate, and so will he. Uh, and then if you like, this is going to be a good one. <laughs> oh, I can feel it. If you've ever wanted to record the annoying parents at kids' sports Ooh. and play it back in high fide- fidelity, Chris is your man. By the way, you can also hire me to be an annoying parent as a background <laughs> uh, to say, you know, why is my kid not playing? You know, Felipe is one of the best soccer moms that I've ever met personally. Yeah. So ten like, out of ten soccer. Moms. Use me as a reference. Felipe's <laughs> your man if you want a soccer mom. <laughs> He's got uh, the body. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> All right. So what are we talking about today, Felipe? That's a good question. Let's scroll up so I can see <laughs> what we're talking about. Today, defining God. Defining God. What does that mean? Why, why do we need to define God? Listen, recently on social media and recently oh no. in conversations and just a lot of stuff going on in culture, I feel like there's a lot of people, um, let's call it, well, the popular term now, right, is deconstructing your faith. And what it should mean is that you are taking the ideas of what you believe and you're weighing it against what the Bible says and you're figuring out whether or not what you believe or what you've always believed is what you still believe and whether it lines up with what you read in the Bible. What most people are doing nowadays 
however, is they'll say, hey, I'm deconstructing my faith, which means I've heard this my whole life. I don't believe in it, and I don't think it lines up with what I want it to, and so I'm going to make up my own version of Christianity, and that's dangerous. I don't like that at all, and so we thought, you know, like, why not talk about who God is? How does he define himself? Because that's important. Mm-hmm. Right. Because we I don't think we can put our own definitions on God. We can't come to the table with preconceived notions and ideas about who God is, because the Bible is very clear that God has already defined himself. God has introduced himself to us and we get to know him um, as he is. And we don't have to guess. And we and because he's God, we also don't get to come up with like these random ideas like well i think god is this i think god allows that i think god blah blah blah. no like there are very clear things about god's character and his person that he's revealed and to us that we get to know and so i thought for the sake of conversation we would um kind of tackle those questions and kind of talk a little bit about who god says he is yeah and i think um a great way of thinking about it is just like any other relationship right so me and Felipe have uh, a spe- we're, uh, workplace acquaintances, um, strictly that, nothing else, um, not friends. But we, I know Felipe as he's... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I know Felipe as he's, like, revealed himself to me, right? So, like, I know Felipe's from New York. I know Felipe needs glasses. I know Felipe loves Queen... Because that's what he's told me, right? Yeah. If I go around saying, like, Felipe's moving to Brooklyn, and then someone goes up to Felipe and they're like, oh, so you're moving to Brooklyn? He's going to be like, no, I'm not. And it, it's kind of the same thing that we're doing, like, with God. We, If we want something to fit with what, or fit with our faith that God specifically says that, like, is not okay, we kind of say, oh, God, we, we try to justify it, like, oh, God definitely thinks this, right? When, like, if you go in really in-depth and define God, that's not the case at all. God, like, is very clear with what he's for and what he's against. And so when you try to, like, tack on other things in your life that you want to justify, you start creating almost like a false God. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's dangerous because, you know, again, going back to how we introduce ourselves, like, you know, like, I... I know Rowan only as Rowan has allowed himself to be known. So, like, I can't make up facts about Rowan, Mm -hmm. you know, like and as well as I know Rowan, like I'm not going to go tell people that Rowan's birthday is January 4th. Right. I'm not going to go around telling people that Rowan's favorite color is red, although he will. And then he'll take it back (laughs) a few weeks later. Well, that's a different story for a different episode. Um, But. You know, like, and we do the same thing with God. God has clearly revealed himself and God has clearly, you know, outlined um, like guidelines for relationship. And, and, you know, like just in any relationship, God is like, this is who I am. And I think at times when we're wrestling with our faith or when we're just trying to fit our idea of who God should be onto God, then we get some really wacky things that, that we think God is when he's clearly said that he isn't. Mm-hmm. You know, so really, that's what this episode is about. We want to talk about um, really who God has already said that he is. Oh, yeah. So I think like let's uh, I think today we're going to just like define God. Let's do it. Let's use the Bible to kind of define God. So number one, 
God isn't like the universe. He's not like an energy living throughout us. Like no. absolutely not. He is a he is a being, right? Um, he's not like astrology. Yeah, God is not good vibes. He's not good energy. He's not the universe, man. He's not. <laughs> we're not all God, and we're not all connected, and we're all God in some way. Like that's yeah. If if that were so, I I genuinely think he wouldn't be God because he defines himself as living outside of creation. He is creator. He is not part of creation. And although he was present in creation, although we are created in his image, God exists as creator and we as creation. Mm-hmm. Right. So he is not part of his creation uh, in that sense. Um, and I think that there are some very uh defining characteristics of god that we can see in the bible as we read um through where god is just very clear like yo this is what i'm like um so one of those things right off the bat that i think we need to understand that kind of helps us understand um the whole idea of god being creator and being different than us is that god defines himself first and foremost as holy Mm -hmm. like he is pure he's set apart he's separated completely from sin And we see that um, in Isaiah chapter 6, verse 3. The angels are sitting around the throne room of God. And they say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. So we have angels declaring that God is different, that God is separate than them, that God is not like them. And then in Leviticus chapter 19, verses 1 and 2, the Lord said to Moses, speak to all of Israel and say to them, be holy because I, the Lord, your God, am holy holy he was calling them to be set apart because he is set apart he is different um but i think it's important that we understand that because if we try to make god like us mm-hmm. god is not holy i'm not holy i promise you i'm not holy driving driving for 15 minutes on the belt line today i promise you i'm not holy <laughs> yeah because we have a whole episode about this but like what is holiness to begin with it's uh, it's like purity. It's being separated completely from sin. And as hard as we can try, because we're called to be holy, we cannot accomplish that by ourselves. But God is already holy. Um, and this is going to be important later. But God is completely separated from sin. He is yep. without sin. He is without like defect. He is perfect. And I think that's important when we try, because we often try to like make convert God into our own eyes and our own perspective. And I think the problem with that is that we end up giving God like these human defects, like Mm. where he's not completely separated from sin Yeah. because, and we'll get to this later, but God hates sin. He does not like it. And so like with doing like with uh, making him uh, a human with our problems, we end up giving him these kind of defects. Exactly. Exactly. And they just misrepresent like who he is. Yeah. And then and then, you know, like although we we can say this, that if we're if we understand God correctly, then Jesus is God. Right. And Jesus is an interesting person because he is God made flesh. And so Jesus is 100 percent human and 100 percent God. And in that sense, Jesus does have, um, I guess you could say, like you can see obviously moments in the in the in the bible where jesus is 100 percent human right like he goes in fast for 40 days and he was 
hungry. You know, like there are times where Jesus is on the boat with his friends and he falls asleep. Jesus gets tired. Like Jesus sleeps. Jesus gets hungry. Jesus cries over the loss of a friend. You know, like there are clearly human elements of Jesus, but Jesus is also fully God. He was still somehow one of us and somehow completely different than us at the mm -hmm. same time. Right. So, so much so that like he felt compassion towards sick people, but he would touch them and they would be healed. Right. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, you can feel compassion towards blind people, spit on some dirt, make some mud, put it on their eyes and say, go wash your eyes and they would be healed like fully man compassionate in every way but fully god able to do whatever he wants yeah um and i think that's that's important for us to understand and so much and let's let's i'm gonna jump ahead right here in our notes but the bible tells us more that god is holy than that god is love mm. and this is an important one I think we should skip and, and hit this for a second. That does not mean that God is not love, but his defining characteristic is not that God is just lovey-dovey. Like, yeah. And, and, we, and that's, an, that's an example of one thing that like, we try to put on God. Like, we try to make God seem like, oh, he's so loving. Yes, he loves absolutely. you for who you are. Yep, absolutely. But because he is holy, because he is set apart, his, his holiness supersedes his love. So like, even though God loves you, he looks at Moses and he says, don't come any closer. You can't look at me because I'm so holy. I'm so different. If you even see me, you'll die. Mm -hmm. You know, like in, in the tabernacle, like when the priests had to go in and offer their sacrifice, only one person could go and that person had to have showered. That person had to have been blameless without sin. That person had to have like fasted and that person had to go in without a stain on their underwear. Otherwise, he would die in the holy of holies and he had to drag his dead corpse out. Like God is so holy. Yes, he is love. Mm -hmm. God is 100% love. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, right? That whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. First Corinthians 13, right? Talks about what love is. And you can easily separate that love is kind. Love is gentle. Love is patient. Love is enduring. Love does not uh, insist in its own way. You can easily represent the word love with the word God. And God is also all of those things, but God is holy. And in the Bible, he reveals himself as holy more than he does as love to, to remind us like, yes, I love you. Yes, I died for you. Yes, I want relationship with you, but I am not like you. Yeah, and this is also the importance of the statement Jesus made, which is go and sin no more. Because if God, mm. if God and Jesus are holy and separated completely from sin, and they call us holy, then that means our goal is to be completely separate from sin. So if before Jesus we're living in sin consistently, and so then we... Uh, decide to accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior and pick up our cross, then we need to separate ourselves from our sins. Yeah. And I think that's something that a lot of us miss because we're like, oh, God loves me for the way I am. Like, God loves just like me and he's so gracious and so kind. Like, I can kind of do whatever I want and his grace and mercy is there. Like, no, he wants you to be completely separate from sin. He Absolutely. wants us to be a, a holy people. Absolutely. Uh, so such good points. What's the next point, Rowan? God is independent. Mm. He does not need us, and yet he still desires relationship with us. Uh, we see in John 1, 1 through 5. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, in the word, in the beginning there was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. 
Through him all things were made, without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So we see right away, in the beginning, it was God. God has been there in the beginning, and he'll be there in the end, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we, God doesn't need us to survive. We're not giving him anything other than glory, right? Yeah. And in and God, we have to understand that God is self-existent. He's not reliant on anything else. He is who he says he is. He just is. As a matter of fact, when he reveals himself to, to Moses, right? Like Moses, in the, in the whole grand scheme of things, God shows up to Abraham, promises him that he'll be a man of many nations, um, that he'll be blessed, a father of many nations, that he'll be blessed. Um, it makes a promise to him and then promises him that his offspring would outnumber the stars and the sand on the beach. Um, and then his sons go into slavery in Egypt for 400 years. So for 400 years, people don't hear from God. It, you know, like as a matter of fact, like they think God left them to die. And so uh, when Moses goes to the burning bush, he asks, you know, like this this voice that he hears because he says, I hear the cries of my people. I am the God of you know, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Moses goes, well, who should I say sent me? Well, Moses is coming from an Egyptian culture where you had Ra, where you had Osiris, where you had, um, other Egyptian (laughs) and, and, uh, whatever the dog one was, um, set, uh, and you have all these different gods and they have names and they have characteristics and Mm -hmm. they have faces. And Moses gets a burning bush that doesn't appear to ever actually burn. And then, uh, Moses is like, listen, I know, I know all of these Egyptian gods. Who am I supposed to tell my people that that sent me? And and God says, I am. Tell them I am sent you. And right off the bat, he's he's saying like, I'm I'm not like these other I'm not like these other gods. Mm-hmm. I'm not like these other people that you've heard of. I'm not like these other gods that your people have worshipped. I'm not the, the this like these other gods that your um, people have come to hear of. I am. Yeah. Um, Colossians 1, uh, 15 through 17 says this, the son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation for in him, all, uh, all things were created things in heaven and things on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things and in him, all things hold together. God is independent, self-reliant. He exists. He just is. Another important uh, aspect of God. We covered this on an episode titled, Does God Change? The answer, no. That's in Malachi 3.6. Well, yeah, let's cite our sources. Malachi 3.6. I, the Lord, do not change. Done. <laughs> Cool. Next one. No, but we have a we have a whole uh, episode on this. Go check it out. But basically, like God is the same now and forever. And this leads into our next point. God is. Wait, 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 wait. Before before we do that, that's a good thing that God does not change. Right. Like because the God that promised you salvation, the God that promised you freedom, the God that promised to free you from your addictions, from your sin, from your past, the one that promises to bring you from death to life. He's the same God. Mm -hmm. He does not change when it comes to like whatever we're going through. 
God is consistent. Although our circumstances might change, although our life might get difficult, although this might change, although we might get news of cancer, although we might get news of sickness, although somebody might pass away, although we might hit the lottery and, and you know, become God does not change. That is a good thing. God isn't on, you know, like God is not emotional. He, I mean, he, he has emotions, but God is not like on all these emotional roller coasters. Like one minute he's this, one minute he's that. Like God is consistent. God does not change. Mm-hmm. And this kind of leads into our next like defining characteristic of God, which is God is infinite. So God does not change and he's infinite. That means he was the exact same all the way back in Genesis, right? He was the same in Exodus and he was the same during the time Jesus was alive and he's the same now. Like, He's the most, if you were to, like, in the story of the Bible, like, if you talk about stories at all, you have, like, character development and consistency, right? God is the most consistent character you'll ever find, right? He is the same throughout all time, and that's just, that's incredible. And Revelations 1.8 says, I'm the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. So God is never changes and he's always here and he's always all powerful he's always almighty yeah and and the interesting point about this one is that in god being infinite we cannot know god exhaustively meaning because god is larger than our minds can comprehend he is infinite we can't know all of the things about god but we can know him truthfully we can know him for who he truly is why same, same, you know, like reason that we know relationship because God has defined himself. God has introduced himself. God has said who he is. Right. So back to relationships. I don't get to make up things about God, although he's infinite because he's already put parameters on who he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's exactly what we were talking about at the beginning of the episode. Like God. Um, dang, I almost forgot what I was going to say. But like. Um, God is infinite and he's because he's so infinite and because like who he is is so unfathomable to us he's revealed like parts of himself and that's like and the parts that he's revealed to himself are also some of the parts are stuff that he's put in us like the fruits of the spirit like love joy peace patience kindness and all that but there's so much more uh, to God that's so beyond us that is unachievable and unfathomable unfathomable in, uh, inconceivable. Yeah, that's the one I was that's thinking. That's the one you're going for. Uh, but I it's kind of it's kind of tough to think about, right? Because like we always like we need something to grasp onto, right? We're like, I need this. I need like infinite, really. But like that's yeah. where that's where faith comes in. Like, and God's God's revealed Himself to us in the ways that He needs to. He hasn't revealed too much, and He hasn't revealed too too little. little. Yeah. Next one. Man, we're really powering through these. God is all-knowing, and everything good and truthful is of God. Oh. God is the ultimate judge. What God says is good is good, and what he says is bad is bad. Mm. And He, God is the definition of truth, right? God created truth, so he gets to determine what truth is and isn't. We should take a pause here real quick because that's that's again one of these things that's like relevant in today as people are deconstructing their faith or people are just um you know like trying to figure out 
life in general is there is there's almost no standard of absolute truth mm-hmm. right and in in John chapter 14 verse 6 Jesus says I am the way I am the truth I am the life no one can know God no one can come to the father except through me and so we have all of these people trying to live their truths well that might work for you Rowan but that doesn't work for me you know like you might see God this way but I just don't see God that way you might think that God is black and white about sin I think God is a little bit more great than you would think. No, right? Like Jesus is truth. God is truth. And I like that you brought that up um, because if there is no standard of truth, like that is, that is what Jesus is. That is who Jesus is. He is our standard of truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so going back to God being consistent, going back to God being, you know, like independent uh, and self-reliant and, and God being unchanging, um, God is truth. Mm-hmm. And it's good that he, like, he exists outside of our opinion. Um, and I say that because, like, if we, if we try to base things off of our truths, right? Like, uh, my truth could just be a flat-out lie, but it's my truth, and, and, and I could try to force you to play along with it. Like, right now, I could walk outside and be like, you know what? I drive a Bentley. <laughs> and which he does. Well, I'd so have I was to thinking money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if only. Listen sponsor us. Hit our uh, Shout go, out go Bentley. Shout out sponsor us. Shout out go to so I was thinking doc, uh, so I was thinking podcast.com. Hit the support us page. And drop so some dollar dollar bills, y'all. So, so that, that we can drive Bentleys. So that we can su- Jesus. support cool places like Cool Beans uh, and and keep growing our podcast. Anyway, Bentley. What was I saying about the Bentley? Oh, I could go out there and be like, yo, I drive a Bentley. But the truth is, I drive a 2005 Jeep uh, Grand Cherokee with rust on a it. A beautiful Jeep Cherokee. Beautiful, yeah. that. Yeah, with rust. Yeah, the rust decals are next level. Yeah. And and I could, you know, like I could try to make you live my truth. But if you if you take one look at my car, there is a standard of truth. It's like that's not a Bentley. Mm-hmm. And I could be like, well, yes, it is. You don't know that. And I and you just look at the front of my car and it says Jeep. Yeah. And it's a Grand Cherokee. So, I mean, you know, uh, that's a that's a decent example. But if we don't have absolute truth. Um, then we can just m- keep making things up about God, but it, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, and I think it's really important to know when God is truthful and God is good because often we kind of, like, dance around, like, what we think God thinks is, like, sin and what's not, and we, we kind of make it all fluffy so that Christianity seems nice when um, God is very, like, black and white about what he accepts and what he doesn't like there is no gray area for god and i think yeah. it's important to understand like we don't know better than god because mm. often we do like a lot of the times we're like i hear you god but i think my way is better like i'm pretty sure i do I that all the I'm time better. yeah especially in traffic <laughs> god i hear you telling me to be patient and kind to people but this guy's an idiot yeah, I, I feel that so much. 
But here's how we know that God knows everything that he's all knowing. John or first John chapter three, verse 20. Um, the apostle John is talking about sin in the previous verses, but he says this, if our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. There it is. He knows God everything. knows everything. There you go. That comes from John himself. Good, the bad, and the ugly. God knows everything. Uh, God is also a triune God, meaning he is three in one and one in three. Did you say a tricycle? Yeah. Sorry, man, we're closed. <laughs> no, she wasn't trying to get in here, but it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was genuinely concerned that somebody was just going to walk She's up. She's going to walk us. in our shot? Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> Sorry. God is a triune God. He is three in one. Um, that is important to understand. Does it make sense? Is it easy to understand? No? Four-leaf clover. Three-leaf clover. That's just a regular clover. The three leaves are the common ones. The four-leaf is the rare one. I don't know. It's whatever Saint. No. Four-leaf clover. No, that's why everybody looks for the four-leaf clover. I'm pretty sure. I'm not arguing with you. <laughs> but that's what St. Patrick, that's that's why that's around. Because St. Patrick, three-leaf clover. Four-leaf clover. He has a four-leaf clover. Do you not know the story of, about like St. Patrick? It's not three leaves. Is that the three-leaf clover? You could get those anywhere. I understand that the four-leaf clover is the lucky one, but the three-leaf clover is what he used. So what's the four... Why is the big deal about the Because there was th three... I don't know. Okay, go the on. The four-leaf no, clover... I can't believe you've never heard... And you call yourself a Christian. Wow. I'm better than you? Cool. All right. <laughs> so uh, St. Patrick's big thing, and... This is the reason why St. Patrick's Day is all green and stuff is because people were having a hard time understanding, like, the Trinity, like God the, Father, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So he used the three-leaf clover to say there's three cloves, but it's all a part of the same plant. It's three things, but it's all one. And that's mm -hmm. how he explained it. And that's where, it, like, clover, clovers come from in St. Patrick's Day. Did you seriously not know that? No, I'm going to be honest with you. Really? But I'm going to be honest with you. Even that's <laughs> a, a, a bad explanation for the Trinity because <laughs> they're all... Yes, they're all part of the same thing, but there is still hierarchy in their relationship. Um, it is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Um, and... Well, anyway, let's get to this. Genesis, <laughs> Genesis 1, 26. And then God said, let us make man in our image and our likeness so that they may ru rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over the livestock and all the wild animals and all the, over the creatures that move along the ground. God, uh, from the beginning, is plural. He is talking to himself. He is counseling with himself. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Um, and then we have... Uh, the baptism of Jesus where we see, you know, like God the Father. We hear the voice uh, in the sky saying, this is, my fun, this is my son in who I am well pleased. And we have the dove come down and rest on Jesus. And then we have Jesus himself, the Trinity. And then in Matthew 28, verse 19, as part of the Great Commission, Jesus says, therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. God reveals himself as three in one. Here's what you need to know about the um, Trinity, um, that they, they are 
eternal. They are all eternal. Hold on, pa let me get my notes. Pause for dramatic effect. Oh no, all my notes are recording us. Uh, they are they are co-equal, or no? There's a hierarchy to them. I need my notes. Uh, Stop. We're looking. not gonna get it. We're not gonna get it. Uh, I don't have it memorized. Wow. This didn't come up during our planning. I can't believe it. It did. It was all my notes. I thought you wrote it down. Stop shouting. I can't. Honestly. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. There's a microphone hooked up. You're about to blow it out. I, Chris said I won't blow this thing Pause. up. Um, but they are they are three in one. They are forever God. And, and they are... Oh, what's the third thing? They're all God. Listen, I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to make it up for you guys in this episode. I'm going to post a thing on our Instagram talking about the Trinity and some of these things about God. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> Look for a carousel. Look for a carousel. Rowan's going to make it. Yeah, totally. For sure. <laughs> but yeah, God is three people, but is one God. Each. I, that's the best way I can describe it. Each person. Yeah. One. Anyway. <laughs> you lost me there. I don't know how. Wait. How, mu how much clearer <laughs> could I get? Much clearer. <laughs> You're lost. <laughs> we all know who's the holy one around here. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> what's last, the last thing? Last but not least, God is wrathful. This we is a hard one for people. Yeah, we don't like thinking of God as wrathful, but he is. He vehemently hates sin. Hates it with a passion. Can we just take a pause? He said vehemently, which is an SAT word. Write that is down. It, it, it well, should be. It's not, it's not like <laughs> what officially. What did you get on your SATs? I never took them. I didn't go to college. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out know. other options. Shout out starting a podcast. Shout out sponsors, because <laughs> I didn't go to college. No, but that was a good word. He absolutely, intensely hates sin. Yeah, and let's look at Romans 1, 18 through 25, where it says, The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Since that may be known about God is... Uh, sorry is plain to them because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen with being understood from what, is been, what has been made so that people are without excuse. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him. But their thinking became futile, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools, and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal human being, like a mortal human being, and birds and animals and reptiles. Therefore, God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual in impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served created things rather than the creator who is at forever praised. Amen. That was a lot. <sighs> that was a lot. But those are, I mean, wait, no, keep that up. These are pretty much our closing thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so that first chunk right there, verses eight, 18 through 20, 
God hates sin. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven, and we don't like that. We don't like that God is wrathful. We don't like that God takes vengeance. But again, it goes back to God being holy. If God is holy, there is no room for God. In, there's no room for sin anywhere near God. God hates sin. And God not only hates sin because it diminishes his holiness, but God hates sin because of what it does to his creation, to us. Mm-hmm. We are precious in God's eyes. We are his children, and sin destroys our lives. And God hates sin, you know. Um, but here's why we need to define God is because although they knew, although they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God or gave thanks to Him. But their thinking became futile, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Um, and they exchanged the glory. They exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like a mortal human being and birds and reptiles and animals and the universe and crystals and Ouija boards and this. And God became an energy and God became your thoughts and your opinions and God became your bank account and God became your political party and God became this and God became that. Oh, hello. Someone else is trying to pull up. Let's go. We're close, honey. A Ouija, <laughs> a wedgie board. That sounds, that sounds a Ouija, like not wedgie. Sounds like it would hurt. <laughs> yeah, that a wedgie board would hurt, but a Ouija board, you're playing with demons. Anyway, <laughs> that would hurt even more. There's movies about that. Why you don't play with Ouija boards? Exorcist, The Room. The Room. Onward. Onward. I don't think you watched that movie. No, it's full of demons. <laughs> Um, and, um, verse 25, they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served created things rather than the creator who is forever praised. Amen. Amen. Um, and that's really what this episode is about. That's really what this podcast is about. We want to make God not weird and we want to make God known, but we want to make God known as he wants to be known. Mm -hmm. He's clearly defined himself and we've, We've given you a ton of verses and we, you know, like, I feel like, I feel like we can, you know, give you a bunch more if you, if you have any questions or if you want to DM us or if you, whatever hey, on Instagram. Go to our website. You can actually email us. You can email us. Yeah. You can ask us questions and that question may be featured on an episode. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like we, we, uh, it's just, it's just interesting if you if you want to get to know God, you can't make him in your image. You can't make him line up with your ideologies. You can't force him to be part of your political party. You can't force him to be part of your uh, routine. You can't. F- I mean, you can't f- put him in a box, put him in a bubble, and and make him cute. And you know, like just put a little cross in your in your house and say, "Oh my God, look at that! Look at that! It's God! Isn't he good?" Because he's with really, us. yeah. Because he's he's so much more, and 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 uh, if we if in right thinking about God leads to right believing about God, which leads to knowing God properly, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and I, I think it's important that we define God and we have a good uh, basic understanding of who He is, so that we we know Him for who, so that we're not worshiping the wrong thing. Yeah, you know. We don't want to give you guys false information. We want to make God seem accessible. We want to se- make God seem like he's there for you, all that. But we don't want to misrepresent. Misre- that Misrepresent. Word. 
there we go. Represent there. I can I can speak. But yeah. <sighs> that was a good episode. That was a nice one. I was. Hope you guys learned a lot. Quiz coming out soon, so take notes. I hope you were taking notes. Yeah. Because if not, you're going to fail finals. Got to study those it. SATs. Got to study the vehemently. The, the SATs, ACTs, TCTs, PCPs, all of the P's, T's, all the acronyms. Bang. Study them all. Yeah. By the way, we do not endorse PCP, which is a drug. <laughs> we don't. We're actually on PCP right Rowan, now. Rowan, <laughs> stop. Oh, my God. Shut up, PCP. Sh- no, <laughs> shut up. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. Y- if you like this episode, feel free to like us on Instagram at so I was thinking underscore podcast. You can check us out on Facebook. You can head to so I was thinking podcast.com. We're on Spotify, TikTok. iTunes. Uh, uh, anchor.fm oh we're on tiktok yep. uh, we have a youtube channel so i was thinking podcast you can so check if you want to see our beautiful faces in 4k and 30 fps yeah check us out check us out best quality you could ever ask for and once again thank you to cool beans for hosting us as we record this podcast uh as chris uh, and rabbit hole records work their way back from bankruptcy and losing the, bingo. Their, the studio to bingo <laughs> peace out guys don't worry <laughs>